fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Wow, what an exciting day. Vacation Bible School. Big hand to all the kids that are going to be coming. All the people working here at BBS. Thank you, church family, for making this a reality. And John, thank you for making all these cacti. Absolutely. Yeah. My pleasure. Actually, uh, all the uh, high fives go to Pastor Eric, our children's pastor, and her great team. How about a big hand for her and uh, the great team that's working so hard? You know, Danny said it, but there's really not uh, anything more important than helping people find Jesus when they're young and encouraging them to never quit. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Well, it's my joy to be up here with Pastor John, my good buddy. Uh, Pastor John is the director of our Bethany C Compassion Center, and he's also our outreach pastor here at BCA, and we're going to team up here today as, as we uh, are going to share what we believe, what I believe is a really powerful message um, today we kick off our series on the fruit of the Spirit, Nine Keys to Living a Virtuous Life. And we'll talk about this more next week, but I want to just have you look at these uh, three concentric circles that I've been talking about for over the past year. We talk about how we want to live life in the center of three circles, live, love, and lead like Jesus. And we talked about how biblical morality is a big part of it, how God's purposes, biblical purposes is also really important, and how we need to be virtuous people. And so a couple months preceding, we've talked about 1 Corinthians 13. Now for the summer, we're going to look at really kind of the final passage in this master series that stretches way back to last summer, and we're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, to 23. Friends, Jesus Christ wants to mature us to be like him. So that we are loving, we show joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, all the things we read in this passage. Now, when you leave today, you are going to get a really cool-looking sticker. You like this? Yeah, you're going to like this sticker. Andrew Clark is going to wear this on his forehead just <laughs> to work this week. Yeah, I double-dog dare you. But, uh, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is really nine different expressions. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness. And uh, we use the pear. I often have used the, the orange through the years. You know, you peel an orange and there's one fruit, and then you pull it apart and there's different sections. Really, as you look at the teaching, John, of the fruit of the Spirit, it's one fruit. It's singular. It's, it's love. But love manifests itself in many different ways. And we're going to look at the other ways throughout the summer, but today we're going to look at love. How do we show God's love? You know, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but we live in a very divisive world. How many would agree with that? How many have noticed that even two Christians side by side can be very, have very different opinions on the same subject? Have you noticed that? Am I the only one that's noticed that? I mean, there is chaos and division everywhere you look, and I believe, and I want to talk about this a lot next Sunday, but I believe it is so incumbent upon you and me as Christ followers to be compelling Christians and to show God's love, to show compassion, to be empathetic. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by your love. And I want to talk about when, what it means to be a compelling Christian, but that's next week. We're here this week. And we want to talk about uh, 
really a question. It's a simple question. It's a question, do you care? I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence, but I think it's important for us to look into Scripture and not assume that we've got everything right all the time, but ask the question, do I really care for other people? That's what we want to look at here today. In fact, we're going to look at a story in the Bible that has kind of a growing crescendo of three questions. Do I care? Do I care deeply? And do I care sacrificially? Let's put that next slide up. You see all these three questions. I want you just to see and kind of soak in this a little bit. We're going to look at a very familiar story in the Bible. And it's not the simplicity of story that's, that's the most important. It's the application and the obedience to it that I want us to, to look at. Do I care? Do I care deeply? Do I care sacrificially? Today is Compassion in Action Sunday, a day we set aside every single year to focus on how we as a church are doing at loving our community, and that's what we want to look at in detail. I'm going to invite the ushers to come on down and place in your hand the Compassion in Action book, and uh, we've got these uh, beautiful little, uh, uh, it's really a prospectus, it's a uh, big brochure that lists, John, about 35 different ministries. It talks about uh, the giving that's happened to date, all the people that have been helped, uh, the various ministries, all of our uh, partners in our community that we work with, and we're really excited to share that story as we talk about the big picture here today. James chapter 2, verses 14 to 19 is a real foundation, John, that talks about how we need to be doers of the word, not just hearers. Why don't you read that for us as we get started? Right. Uh, James says in uh, 2, starting in verse 14, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Faith without action is dead. That is a powerful word. Even the demons believe. We can believe till the cows come home, but what are we doing about what we believe? We can believe love is important, compassion is important, empathy is important, but what are we doing about that? If you look at the uh, compassion booklet, you'll see uh, some articles at the very beginning. Uh, John and I share a little bit, and then uh, Christy Browning is our program director, and uh, uh, I'd like for you to meet her out in the lobby at the tables after uh, service here today, and then our two chaplains, Stan and Sue Drew, each have some important things to share. And then you come to the numbers page, I want you just to look at that, page number five. Number of people we've helped with uh, utilities and weekend food bags and emergency food uh, pantry uh, needs, backpack school supplies, and so on and so forth. You see all sorts of numbers there. But what you don't see is the big number, and that is over the last 12 months, there have been 50,000 acts of compassion. That's a lot. 50,000 expressions of compassion to people needing not just a handout, but a hand up, needing encouragement. And there's much more in there besides. Today I want us to talk a little bit about a story that you've read many, many times before. It's the story of the Good Samaritan. Now you know the story well. 
but I want you to think about the application of it. I want you to think about how well you are living out the message of this story. You see, in this story, somebody really cared, but others didn't. Somebody cared deeply, others did not. In this story, you'll see someone who cared sacrificially. Notice the growing crescendo. Someone cared sacrificially, and others did not. What does it look like to love? What does it look like to love deeply? What does it look like to love sacrificially? And ask yourself this question, as I've been asking myself this question, am I more like the one who cared deeply and sacrificially, or am I more like the others who crossed to the other side of the road? What does it look like to care? Well, first of all, love is caring. Love is, is all about action. Love does. Love is a verb. And we see that in this beautiful parable. You know, uh, the story, John, is so familiar here, and everybody's read it many, many times, but it's interesting that this, this lawyer comes up to Jesus, and he's trying to really vindicate himself, put himself into good graces uh, in front of the Savior, and, and uh, he begins this dialogue. He says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, well, what's written in the law? And the guy correctly repeats the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus says, awesome, that's great. You've answered correctly. Do this. Circle that word do. Do this. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, did this uh, lawyer. And he says, well, who is my neighbor? You know, he's trying to put himself in a good light. And Jesus said, well, let me tell you a story. And he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. A man is going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem's up high, up on the mountain. Jericho's down. And the guy is uh, on his way, and he's attacked by robbers. And they strip him of his clothing. They beat him <clears throat> and went away, leaving him half dead. This guy is in a bad circumstance. A priest, a spiritual leader, comes along. And what does the Bible say? He passes to the other side. And then a Levite, an assistant in the temple. We're talking about the religious elite. The priest and the Levite, these are the guys who knew the word of God, should have understood about the love of God. But both of them pass to the other side. It's the hated Samaritan. Can you believe it? The ones the Jews hated. The people that they did not respect or admire in any way. It's the good Samaritan in the story of Jesus that shows that he cares. A Samaritan came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He cared. In life, there are a lot of people who care, but there's an awful lot more who don't. And we need to ask ourselves today, which one am I more closely aligned to? John, there are so many opportunities we have through the Compassion Center to reach out uh, to human need and care for people that are hurting, need an encouragement, help. And you've shared many stories with me, but why don't you share the one about, about Holly that uh, you've been talking about? Sure. It's one thing to hear a statistic like there are 20,000 children in Everett that are living below the poverty line. It's another thing altogether to uh, have a front row seat to it. And uh, Bethany Compassion Center is a very important partner with our local schools. 
Uh, they know that they can reach out to us when there's a family or students that are in need. And we got a call from Whittier Elementary. There, was a, there are two students that are enrolled there, two young boys that are being raised by a single mom. And uh, we found out that they were completely out of food at home. So uh, we got the information, we're able to make a connection. Uh, one of our volunteers was able to bring two big bags of groceries uh, from our uh, emergency food pantry. And while the volunteer was there, learned that not only were they out of food, but the two boys were sleeping on the floor because their beds were broken. So our team went to work. We found two uh, gently used beds. The same volunteer uh, delivered them right away. And uh, this started a, a, a relationship. This same mom was then back at the Compassion Center to participate in one of our holiday uh, food baskets and uh, to receive one. And uh, while she was there, a member of our team sat down and talked with her and prayed with her and uh, just ministered to her. And as this mom was leaving, she said, you know, you've given me a lot more than food today. Today, you've given me hope. Isn't that awesome? Let's thank God for that. That's a great story. You say, Rob and John, how can we meet all the needs, all the needs in our community? You know, we, we refuse to be paralyzed by the enormity of the need, and we choose to be mobilized by the fact that we can meet lots of needs. You know, nobody can help everybody, but we can help a lot of somebodies, like Holly and her family. If you look at uh, the pages here, you'll see the colored pages that talk about 30, 35 or more different ministries and programs that are happening on a regular basis. And friends, this is because you, us as a church family, pray, we give regularly, and we serve regularly. It doesn't have, This is the Bethany Christian Assembly expression of loving our community, practically, caring, caring deeply, caring sacrificially. And I can't thank you enough for stepping up and stepping out. There are a couple of special ministries that we're uh, embarking on here this summer that we wanted you to be aware of. One is the new laundry ministry. We need to raise some money to help people with uh, laundry needs. Share a little bit about that one, John. Sure. One of the things we do at the Compassion Center is we pray that God will show us the gaps, show us ways, places where there are needs that are not either not being completely fulfilled or no one's addressing them at all. And uh, did you know that there are 1,200 homeless students in Everett? Um, and so imagine being a junior high or a high school student and uh, being in that situation and then having to go to school every day with dirty clothes. Well, we're starting a new uh, laundry outreach where people are going to be able to come into the Compassion Center uh, and, and have access to uh, uh, laundry services. And so we just really want to... Uh, uh, restore dignity. We want to serve. We want to show uh, uh, these precious uh, students the love of Jesus Christ, just in a very simple but in a very powerful way. You know, the opportunities to meet a lot of young people is uh, really what excites me. So if you have a heart to be a part of that, either serving or giving, we invite you to do that. And you can always give online at BCA or BCC. We also have the Summer Bash coming up. This is the second annual and uh, ministries grow out of the Summer Bash. This is a big event. We're hoping to attract 600 different people, hand out uh, several hundred bags of groceries, provide 250-plus backpacks filled with generous school supplies, and, and on and on. Uh, share a little bit about this event coming up in August. 
August 20th, 11 a.m. at uh, Hawthorne Elementary is the second annual Summer Bash. Put it on your calendar if you haven't already. Um, as Pastor Rob shared, uh, it's just a great opportunity for us as a church to be able to bless and help the families as they uh, get ready uh, for school, as they get their children ready for school. Uh, Boys and Girls Club is going to be participating. They're going to bring uh, a good number of students. We're also going to have Everett Fire Department's going to be there, uh, just working with the kids. And it's going to be a great time. It's a great opportunity to serve and uh, really just build those key relationships. So we're excited. Yeah, Summer Bash is a big, big event, costs some money, as you see there. Every year, people in our church family are just so generous in giving toward these kinds of things, and we invite you to do that. You'll also notice the flyer inside the booklet that talks about other resources that are needed besides cash, and we encourage you generously give those as well. You know, to, together we're on a quest as a church family to address human need, uh, to find a need and fill it, to see a hurt and meet it, to find someone in deep pain and try to provide healing. Uh, we're on a quest looking for people that metaphorically, like we see in the parable, are wounded and beaten and laying on the side of the road and not be guilty of not caring, but instead caring deeply. And that leads me to the second thought here today. In verse 34, we see that the good Samaritan cares deeply. He went to the wounded man and bandaged him up, pouring oil and wine on his wounds. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Again, this was the outcast. This was the enemy of the Jew who's caring and loving for someone who had terrible, terrible need. Who are we more like? Are we more like the religious elite, the priest and the Levite who passed to the other side of the street? Or are we more like the Good Samaritan? James says true religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. That's passion in action. James, as you read earlier, says be a doer, not just a talker. Christy Browning serves as our program director and uh, works alongside of John and also our chaplain, Stan and Sue Drew, and she's going to share on screen a powerful story, and I invite you to listen. One of my favorite stories from the Compassion Center just happened a few months ago, back in January. I received a phone call from the school district regarding a single mom and her daughter who had just received permanent housing after living in a shelter. They reached out to us because this family was in dire need of food and some household essentials. And because God and this church are so awesome, we had the very things that they were looking for. So a few days later, she came by the center, and as we were loading up the items into her friend's truck, I invited her to our single mom support group and explained how I just thought she really could use support and encouragement at this critical time in her life. And I casually mentioned that the leader of that group is also the pastor's wife of our Spanish congregation, and I gave her a card for that as well in case she was ever interested. And I'll never forget the way that her eyes lit up when she said, you mean I could go to church in Spanish? She was so excited. I, when she got back in the truck, she told her friend, oh my gosh, I'm going to Spanish church this Sunday, and she did. 
And since that day, this woman has gotten connected to the support group. She is regularly attending the church services on Sunday. And she says her life is forever changed because of the kindness that was extended to her through the Compassion Center and this church. And her story so beautifully illustrates our goal at the Compassion Center. We want to meet practical needs, but ultimately we want to connect people to the hope and life transformation of Jesus because that's what makes a true impact. And it is an honor to be a part of this journey, not only for this family, but for the many people that walk through our doors. That's right, Christy. And we never know what God is going to use to bring about a transformation. It has been a joy getting to know this delightful lady and to be able to just be a part of helping her connect with the, the single moms group. And we have experienced several transformations in that group. And uh, I am so thankful for the wonderful team of ladies that uh, God has put together and how they have shown God's love and compassion every week. I mean, week after week. And they are committed and compassionate toward um, toward reaching out to the community and to uh, just touch the broken and the hurting women. It really is a journey and we're better together. That's right, Christy. I think that says it all. We are better together because no one individual is complete. And what the Word of God says is that we really need one another. And that's why the Holy Spirit, He comes and uses our background, you know. He uses our, our education. He uses our interests and passions. He uses our experiences, even the bad ones. And then he comes and blends that all together to touch other people's lives. And my excitement in working with BCC is to see so many different people, different backgrounds, but the Holy Spirit blends all of our lives together. So when we open our heart, and join hands together, then we can express the love of God, and that is compassion in action. Hey, let's thank those guys. Let's thank them for sharing. That's good, that's good. One of the ways we show that we care deeply is by giving of our time and serving, as you heard uh, the guys talk there. and. Uh, Again, the BCC, I mean, who would have known some years ago that we were able to buy a facility and staff a facility that just is a beacon of hope on the main street of uh, the county seats in, in the center of Snohomish County. What an incredible opportunity. And there's so many that are involved in serving. If you look at the inside uh, cover, back page of the uh, booklet, you'll see many different ways to be involved in serving. In fact, uh, you can go to either the Bethany Compassion Center website or the BCA website and just simply go to the Serve Now uh, link and you can sign up right there online to serve. You can also talk to some folks at the tables. But John, there's probably 100 people that serve on a regular basis and then it balloons up to maybe over 200 that uh, serve uh, during the course of the year with the big events. Those, those people who serve are pretty crucial you know, if you think about it, it's, it's really awesome. There's uh, four different divisions and, and over 30 uh, outreach uh, programs and ministries that are all impacting people's lives. And the only way that happens is if people serve. 
I've said many times that volunteers are really the engine that drives BCC. Uh, these stories that you're hearing, the lives that are being touched, uh, it can't happen unless people uh, serve and volunteer. Thank you. Do I care? Do I care deeply? And the final lesson that the story of the Good Samaritan really challenges me with is do I care sacrificially? Notice the story. The next day, he takes out two denarii. Now, two denarii, denarii, I mean, you're looking at about a two days wage. Uh, So it wasn't an insignificant amount of money. He takes two denarii, and he gives it to the innkeeper. He says, hey, look after this fellow, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for extra expense you might have. So it probably costs him a lot more. Jesus says to this lawyer, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the expert in the law correctly replied, the one who had mercy on him. And notice what Jesus says. Jesus says, go and do likewise. I mean, those kind of words of Jesus as we come across them over and over again in the New Testament, I don't know about you, but they hit me right here. Go and do likewise. Ask yourself, as I ask myself, how well am I going and doing likewise? You may not have had an opportunity to help someone who was beaten up on the side of a road, literally, but, but maybe, metaphorically, you've been reaching out to a lot of people who've been beaten up in life. One of the ways we do it together as a church family is by serving and giving and building the ministry, the growing ministry of the Bethany Compassion Center. When it comes to sacrifice, notice that it really calls us to give the three greatest resources of our life, our time, our resources, and our money. That's what happened for the Good Samaritan, and that's what Christ is calling us to do as well. You say, well, I don't have any time. Well, maybe you don't, but maybe you do. I don't have any extra energy. Maybe you don't, or or maybe you do. I don't have any extra money. Maybe you don't, but maybe you do. When it comes to sacrificing, Christ is not going to call us to do something he's not going to enable us to step out in faith to accomplish. And when people's needs are on the line, when precious people, we're all created in the image of God, people that are broken and beaten and struggling in life are as important as anybody who's ever lived. We all are created in the image of God and deserve to be respected and treated with dignity. I think of that when I think of the story of Terry that you've shared many times, John, a woman that many would probably go to the other side of the road and ignore. Why don't you share a little bit of that? Uh, Since 2015, the number of homeless people in Snohomish County has more than doubled. Uh, There's a a lady, her name is Terry. She lives on the streets of Everett. And uh, Terry uh, can often be seen laying on sidewalks, laying in doorways. She suffers with severe mental illness. And uh, many people, when you see Terry, uh, her... Her, uh, her clothes are heavily soiled, her hands and her face are dirty uh, from, the dirt, from the streets, her hair is matted. Uh, there are many that would avoid her. There are many that see her as a nuisance, or even worse, uh, see her as, uh, don't see her at all, that she's invisible. I'm uh, so thankful that she knows that we don't see her that way at Bethany Compassion Center. See, Terry stops by on a regular basis. Why? Because she knows that we care. She knows that we know uh, that, that we're not going to judge her. 
She knows that she's, she's not only she's, is she welcome, but we know her name and we know the way that she likes her coffee with uh, one sugar and two creams. And, <laughs> um, you know, I look forward to the times that, that Terry stops by. Um, and I, I don't know, honestly, if she's going to win her battle over mental illness in this lifetime. Uh, but what I do know and what I can promise is that uh, at BCC, we're going to continue to try to help her every single way we can. We're going to continue to treat her with dignity and respect. We're going to continue to pray for her and encourage her. And uh, most of all, let her know how precious she is to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If we care, we're going to be aware. We're going to see invisible people. We're going to recognize there are no such thing as throwaway people. And we're going to find hurts and heal them. We're going to see needs and meet them. We're going to find loneliness and try to fill that void. You know how much this church cares sacrificially? I'll give you one number. It's found on page number six. Over the last eight years, BC has given to Compassion Outreach $2 million. Would you put your hands together and, and celebrate that? That's amazing. And God has given us a vision of how we can be difference makers and how we can impact people through the love of Christ. And friends, you have just uh, stood up and, and responded in great, great fashion. You know, last year there was 274000 given in that year alone, and this year we're hoping to raise over $325,000. And that happens because people like you and me and all of us give on a regular, regular basis. You know, there are... Uh, new ministries that are emerging all the time, John. One that's really exciting to share is the Lahai Health uh, Ministry where um, medical professionals come together, donate their services to help primarily the uninsured, mobile clinics, etc. Why don't you just share a couple thoughts on that? Sure. Lahai Health has been around for a while. It's a wonderful Christian uh, outreach. Uh, uh, they, they, as Pastor Rob shared, they serve the uninsured uh, and they provide not only uh, medical care, but they provide dental care and uh, some counseling services, which are in huge need today. And so they've been operating very successfully in Seattle and in mm -hmm. Linwood, and they're looking, uh, really feeling called to expand to the North End. And their first choice for a new partner was Bethany Compassion Center. So uh, uh, ongoing conversations, are, are, are things are going really well. And uh, we're excited to see how God brings us to fruition. And uh, what a great way uh, to be able to, to add another very significant layer of care uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go and do likewise. Jesus says love, love deeply, love sacrificially. Care, care deeply, care sacrificially. What does it look like to love fiercely? Besides the example of Jesus at every turn, it's this story of the Good Samaritan that I think is, is profoundly important and clear to us here today. As you think of the story, as you think of the words of Jesus to go and do likewise, ask yourself, do I care? How deeply do I care? Am I caring sacrificially? What am I doing without so that I can help people that are going without? How can I meet the needs of, of people? As we wrap things up here today, I want to just highlight a couple of things. First of all, make sure you stop by the lobby tables and greet the folks, learn what you can. 
sign up, get involved. Also, if you'd like to give uh, in a special way here today or throughout the week, you can always go online to the Compassion Center website or the church website. Just hit the, uh, the drop down and uh, you can give to the Bethany Compassion Center and the funds this month are going to uh, help with the new laundry program as well as the uh, summer bash. But I also want you, as you look at this page right here, I want you to join the growing number of people that are doing scheduled giving and giving every month. That really supports the ongoing work and development of the Compassion Center. In fact, if you look at uh, uh, one of the previous slides, there are three different groups of giving units that are funding the Compassion Outreach. Compassion Partners, that's people like you and me that give 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, $50, $100 every single month to do almsgiving, help the poor, meet the need, provide kids with food, backpacks at school for food, school supplies, all the different ministries. You know, that's a significant number that many, many, many in our church family. Would you consider, if you're not already a part of the Compassion Partnership team, to uh, do a scheduled gift, $5, $10, whatever you can do on a monthly basis, that's going to allow us to move to the next level.